0: Talk radio And welcome to Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Huckel. We're so glad you're here today. It's an honor to be able to bring you information and we've got a real neat um real neat piece to bring to you today. It's called the Vegetable Orchestra and uh, they are from I believe Austria. Of course, you know Vienna has so much music there. Ah oh, we always watch the uh, New Year's uh, Day program. Uh, that uh, usually it's uh, was Walter Cronkite years ago. That's how far back I've been watching it. And then uh, um, Julie Andrews is the one that host is, is uh, the host now. And uh, we are so honored to be able to watch that beautiful uh, program. It's lots of uh, floral designs, pr- uh, uh, dancing, music, uh, outfits, historic buildings. Wonderful. So that area has a lot of music history. Of course, PBS also has a a summer concert that they do too, the Vienna Orchestra. So um, a Philharmonic, I'm sorry. (laughs) I tell you, somebody is a symphony, someone's an orchestra, somebody's a whatever. So, um, But anyway, so the vegetable orchestra, we're going to give you information about that. And they use all kinds of different uh, pieces of of, uh, vegetables, believe it or not, and they make instruments out of it, and that's how they do their uh, music. And we're going to hear some of the pieces. Now, some of it is uh, fairly decent, and some of it is just, you know, what it is, what it is. And uh, so we'll listen to bits of those. But um, we're going to be hearing some music from the vegetable orchestra, and it's going to really surprise you that all these sounds that you're going to be hearing actually is coming from vegetables. Now, my vegetables probably don't make those kind of sounds or music or whatever, those folks do they know how to carve them how to uh, make them into instruments and we're going to be showcasing them for our neat uh magazine that's coming up getting ready to be published uh for june uh the american the american (laughs) the community garden um magazine and uh we've got some other stuff in the background unfortunately i'm watching all that stuff too but it's the community garden magazine and uh bottom line It's going to be out soon. Uh, We've got some uh, touch-ups that we're doing on some stories. Uh, We're trying to uh, include some more pricings on some really neat greenhouses for you because the pictures that we've got, we just discussed this about 15 minutes ago. Uh, We have to make sure that uh, we've got some greenhouses in there that uh, folks can't afford. Uh, If you're uh, connected to a building or a company that does a lot of building, uh, then you may want to add some of these greenhouses to your building uh, because some of the greenhouses can be labs or uh, research rooms they can be break rooms uh, all kinds of things so uh, we're, we're really blessed that we have the Hartley Botanic people with us for the last few years and we always uh, try to do at least one interview with them and then now we've got the BC greenhouse builders from Canada and uh, they also uh, sell things here in the United States the Hartley Botanic is from uh, England and uh, but they have a sales office here Uh, But anyway, so we're just so blessed with the different companies we've added this year. We've got the Fruit Guys. uh, We've added on. We've got the uh, All America Selections, which I've had my eye on them for a while. And thank God she asked me. And then the National Garden Bureau, which she also is the executive director. And she does some of the shows with us, as you hear. Uh, She did one last week uh, about the uh, trials there in California. So that you can learn about the products that are going to be out there for the following year. Uh, out in America on uh, vegetables and fruits and the colors and the plants and whatever, and the flowers, uh, because she's got the latest information because she's right there all making it happen. So uh, this is exciting for us to be able to grow like this and reach a new level. And we're going to be doing different things with the media. Like I've told you before, we're on uh, YouTube right now, Community Garden Revolution, Um Let's see here. We're on another format also, not only this one, at www.blogtalkradio.com, but also that feeds into the Stitcher Radio app uh, that the Scripps Networks uh, have bought out about uh, eight, nine months ago, I think it was. So uh, also Ola TV channel, that app. Um, we're also going to be on some other platforms coming up and we're, when we get it all done, we'll, we'll tell you about it as it comes along because sometimes uh, it works out, sometimes it doesn't. So, um, we just want to make sure that we're providing as much information to people as we can, uh, as possible to tell you about spreading the news about starting a community garden. So, uh, we're going to be right back. You're listening to community garden um, revolution and we do want to bring you some information coming up about the vegetable orchestra so we'll come back and we've got some other stories that we want to tell you about too that are just delicious so all right well have a great day stay tuned i'll be on the other side show, and we're so excited that you're here. Uh, uh, there's just so much going on, uh, and I should not let that affect me, but I do. <laughs> so, Okay, we've got weather outside, and the sirens have already been off earlier. Uh, we've, we're now getting the weather from the uh, hurricane down south, not the hurricane, the uh, tropical storm down south, so we're getting all that rain and stuff, so uh, it's good times, huh? But we're so glad, like we commented today earlier, we said, so, hey, it's not snow and ice. So we're okay. You know what I'm saying? We are okay. All right. We're going to go ahead and find out by some really neat information that the USDA has on one of my favorites, strawberries. Now, I've told you before that whenever it is that strawberries come into season, I always get me some shortcakes. And I mean, I will look for those shortcakes as soon as they get them on the shelves. So um, nature is different. I may get them a week or two later or three or four weeks, but uh, sometimes I get them right as they put them on the shelves. Because in cer- certain stores they don't stock them as well, and if you don't grab at it, by God, during they're gone. So, um, so <laughs> I, ha- I have to make sure that I've got my stock of, of uh, uh, shortcakes. So we put the strawberries and put on there, and sometimes we put powder sugar on there, and sometimes we drizzle uh, melted uh, dark chocolate and uh, sprinkle that all, you know, strew a little, I Uh Drizzle, drizzle is the right word. <laughs> drizzled over and but i like myself the powdered sugar on top or nothing myself now sometimes i've put sugar on top of the strawberries but uh really i like to eat the strawberries and i like them when they're nice and juicy if i can get them sometimes they're kind of frozen a little bit but uh we're blessed that sometimes uh the stores that we get them from they have them either way so that we can still enjoy uh you know what we can for the season but I'm going to go ahead and play this little ditty that the USDA has about strawberries because they uh, state that strawberries are a special food, and I'm telling you, I just happen to agree on that. Now,
1: Master Puss Mystery. Today, a tale of intrigue and mistaken identities, a forgotten past, and yes, our story, the mysterious...
2: Strawberries!
1: Yes, that unenthusiastic voice there belongs to Kayla Johnson. She's one of the educators out here at the Agriculture Department's Farmer's Market in Washington, D.C. Now for the mystery. First, the very name, Strawberry, is cloaked in mystery. Right, Kayla?
2: Yes, this is true. It
1: is. For example, why strawberry? Where did that come from? Some think that uh, ancient pickers of wild, whatever they called them, berries then, strung them on pieces of straw to carry them to market. Others think the name came from how the plant's runners make it look as if they've been strewn across the ground. Strewn, straw, uh, maybe. uh, Others say maybe the practice of mulching the plants with straw gave them the name. I'm
2: not sure which of those stories are actually true. (laughs) Well,
1: nobody else knows for sure either, but there's more. It appears uh, Mr. and Mrs. Strawberry have been misleading us about their true, identities right Kayla
2: yeah so a lot of people think that strawberries are related to other berries such as raspberries but this actually isn't true
1: well let's get a confirmation on that let's uh use one of those DNA ancestry services you know the ads where the guy gets the report and he discovers (laughs) that his ancestors were vikings when they play football for Minnesota or something. But, uh, Kayla, you've got the strawberry report there. I am goosh pimply with excitement to find out. So?
2: Strawberries are a member of the Rose family, which includes right. other fruits like apples, cherries, peaches, and almonds.
1: All right. Now, another mystery for some people is how to tell if you're buying a good strawberry at its uh, peak of flavor. Kayla, you say there are, uh, what, four ways to tell?
2: So the first way is smelling them. Can't you smell that smell? When they're ripe. They have a very strong, sweet smell. Won't it smell a lot if it's overripe, too? If it's overripe, it'll be extremely sweet. But you'll be able to look at it and see some of the spots where it's getting really dark.
1: Ah, uh, okay. So the next uh, two checks are visual. You want bright red, right, not darkish red. Also, you say if there's white or yellow on there, it means it's not ripe. never will be because once it's picked, it won't ripen anymore. So that's uh, three ways to tell. And
2: the last way is choosing the right size. Oh,
1: size matters, eh?
2: Yes. The smaller berries tend to have the most flavor.
1: Hmm. Strawberries are delicate things of beauty. Probably won't last more than three to five days in your fridge before they start to go bad. Oh, uh, well, speaking of bad, Kayla, have you any um, strawberry hue? For us?
2: I tried for you, Gary. Hopefully they're kind of funny. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Why did the strawberry go out with the fig? Because he couldn't find a date. I that
1: was oh well, evidently nobody else did, but that show bed. For some great strawberry recipes, go online to What's Cooking USDA. This is Gary Crawford reporting for the US Department of Agriculture, in Washington.
0: And la la. Okay, so that was wonderful. I love strawberries. We've only grown them one time. They take a lot of space, folks, and we had to build a mound uh, from my recollection. And uh, we did a good job with it. It's just that it was a lot of work. So uh, congratulations to the people that can grow grow them because we understand the work that's involved. But I always like it when it's strawberry season. I kid you not. We just gobble them up. We have them in our uh, salads. We have them uh, as our fruit cups. Uh, sometimes with two or three other things too, but uh, we just love the strawberries. Okay, now the USDA, uh, they're trying to find ways, and I think that's kind of interesting. uh, Of course, it's a change of guard, you know, that's what's happening. There are different companies in the last few years, they popped up, uh, there's about 44, 40% waste, believe it or not, I kid you not, that when farmers go ahead and they're picking up all the, um, uh, you know, the harvest that uh, that percentage is what's still left in the field because the machines don't pick it up. Well, they don't go back because it's labor-intensive and pick up all that stuff and then sell it to people. So they have to rely on what happens with those machines, what actually goes uh, picked. Now, uh, we've told you before in other shows, and, of course, we've interviewed two different companies about Ugly Fruit or uh, the Heaven's Harvest. Not Heaven's Harvest. um, Oh, something else Harvest, aren't it. Uh, Darn, I can't remember. But anyway, um, we've interviewed folks that uh, actually have teams of people to go out there and pick up uh, fruit and vegetables from these farms. And they're able to go ahead and then uh, through volunteerism, uh, they're able to give those to the local pantries or the food banks. I feel if they will allow you to do that or if they have you sign some kind of document about insurance, we're big on insurance, but uh, if uh, the, in the other world of life, <laughs> if they will allow you to go on there and uh, do something to, uh, you know, an offer that, hey, some of the crop goes back to you, we'll take the other part. But uh, make sure it's uh, something that they're not using you to pick something for them. They may not want to uh, even do a deal with you on that. Uh, but use all those things that, hey, uh, we'd like to go in your field and whatever is left that we can put in our pantries or food banks, would that be all right? And I'm telling you, those things will go fast. And every food bank, food pantry that I've read about, talked about, uh, interviewed, whoever, it's all that those fresh foods go first. People are clamoring for that. And that's why they're finding that different programs that are started across the nation to be able to get food in these food deserts, they go for the fresh food. They'll stand in line. They will stand in line where those grocery stores used to be in their neighborhood. They'll stand in line in those parking lots that have the empty stores because these people want to have access to fresh food so um but here's the usda stepping up and saying hey they're looking at this they realize this is a problem and i believe they're going to find a a solution to that i hope they hire some of these other companies uh to be able to help them out but um uh, that's a lot of food just sitting on the on the ground wasting away when other people could be eating that.
3: America's food production and food distribution systems can produce affordable and abundant food available anytime, anywhere.
4: However... The problem is the system is not good at making sure all of it gets used. And
3: food mavens Patrick Bultima told an audience at this year's USDA Ag Outlook Forum that is resulting in some staggering numbers related to food loss and food waste in our country. For instance...
4: The estimate is 40 percent of everything farmers produce is thrown away. On produce, the estimate is 70 percent.
3: Or translated one way into dollar figures.
4: The estimate is somewhere between two and $300 billion of economic loss each year in the U.S. food system.
3: Estimates have food waste comprising one-third of landfill material, which Baltimore says constitutes not only environmental impacts but economic ones as well.
4: It represents just enormous resources, water and all of the resources associated with farm production that's lost.
3: Yet while food loss and food waste is an issue in and of itself, Baltimore believes it's indicative of a greater area of concern.
4: It's just a symptom of what happens in the food system. And By the way, about half of waste is post-consumer waste, about half of it is system waste.
3: Several factors contribute to food system waste, according to Baltimore. Among those, the decades-long trend of industrialization of the nation's food system, expectation of abundance by consumers, oversupply by producers and food providers in both local and national food systems, confusion about dates on labels, and the cull of imperfect produce and food items. So what can be done to reduce food loss, at least within the value chain? Baltimore offers one example a sustainable model used by his company and others, which captures food shipments rejected for whatever reason by a distributor or vendor. The food is offered to supply partners, which in turn creates opportunity to recover some revenue.
4: And then we're carrying it out of the retail system, so we're actually selling to food service professionals. People that understand the product, we give all full information on what's kind of the character of the product. And so restaurants, institutional kitchens, school districts, hospitals, hotels, senior living centers, and then commercial food businesses are buying the product.
3: If there is oversupply, then donation is made to charitable organizations, which in the case of Baltimore's company...
4: One of the things that our charity partners tell us is that we actually get them way more proteins and produce than what they would otherwise see.
3: And what food supply remains, instead of going to a landfill.
4: We have contracts with pig farms and pet food companies. And it turns out there's a lot more economically as well as environmentally enlightened alternatives to landfills. But stuff ends up in a landfill more often than not just as a convenience issue. There's not kind of another viable alternative that's available.
3: I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C.
0: And thank you so very much. We're going to now talk about the Vegetable Orchestra. And again, I've got some um, pictures and I've got some information that's going to be in the magazine for June. Uh, the Community Garden Magazine is at www.magster, That's at www.magster.com. And look at the health section. That's where we are. Uh, soon we'll have it up in about three or four other platforms. We can go to those sites and be able to purchase the magazine there. We're very excited about that part. Uh, Because bottom line, um, technology is great when it works. Uh, In our world today, uh, we've seen it even worse as time goes by. We don't know a lot of times when people get sales, and we don't know a lot of times when people bought them. Uh, We uh, appreciate anybody that's a a subscriber, uh, but sometimes we don't even know about it. So I decided to take that out of the picture, and uh, we keep it out there to be able to state that we're on those sites because some of them are kind of large or well-known Uh, But the bottom line is that we'd like to add some uh, writers uh, to be able to help us out, uh, different parts of the nation, and we also like to do a good website about, uh, you know, using our video. We have access to video on the website. It's paid for every month that way, and uh, we want to use that. And uh, then we've got uh, some uh, software uh, that's becoming uh, that bottom line that's going to help us get the word out to people faster and more efficiently. Uh, and also get uh, more uh, access to possibly some other companies to help us out. We don't have um, problems with that part at all. Uh, basically, who it is that we've gone after or asked uh, they're aboard in some way or another. They give us parameters to work with, so we've been very blessed. But the flip side is that we do want the opportunity to expand that base, and we do want to have an editor. Uh, Think about right now contacting somebody to see if they want to do a front page of our magazine to go ahead and dress that up right now. So, um, we're going to look at all options to be able to get from here to there. Uh, we already know some of the, um, sites that we can be, you know, selling if we had some of the right characters on board. So we, we know it's, it's a journey, it's a journey, but we'll get there. So, all right, let's get back to this vegetable orchestra and, uh, I thought it was a cute thing uh, going in there because I've heard of some of this kind of stuff when I was younger. It might have been then. I don't know because they've been around since at least 1999. That's when their first uh, album came out, CD and album. And uh, so some of the music that I'm going to play for you, they are uh, made out of like carrots that are carved out and then put little holes in there uh, to blow through them like uh, flutes or whatever. And then there's a little guitar that's done with c- celery. There's little things about crumbling up uh, old parsley. Uh, you know, maybe you can hear some of the rustle of that being done. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> and then they use the old pumpkins uh, to carve them out and maybe make drums out of that, and and uh, use some kind of um, whatever to make the sticks for the you know hitting them. Uh, marimba is the same thing by uh, making something either longer or more um, hollow than whatever and using uh, another vegetable to do that sound. So it's kind of interesting. Now, some of it is uh, pretty decent. Some of it has that jungle kind of hoo do hoo da who the kind of thing. Uh, so we'll do um, some uh, bits and pieces of each so at least you can get a feel and idea what they got. You can look up on the Internet at www.vegetableorchestra.org. That's www.vegetableorchestra.org, and I'm telling you, it's going to open your world. I was hoping there was something out there like that, and there was. <laughs> I lucked into it. All right, so this is going to be—it's uh, called Onion Nays and I'm going to play this song. It's S C O V I L L E, I believe. It's—I don't know if it's Scoville, Scoville. I don't know, but I'm going to spell some of them to you because I'm not from that part of the uh, the world, but. um here we go. Here's one. And that was the Onion Hazel song that you heard. We're going to listen to a few others so you can get an idea of what they're doing. That wasn't too bad. It wasn't. (laughs) One second here. Let me see what I can find for you. Um, This one, again, we're from America, so sometimes they have different ideas of what they name things. Uh, This one was called ASP. Uh, So I don't know, but here it goes. And that lovely one was called ASAP. ASAP <laughs> ASP. Uh, now, they recorded their first ones in 1999, so they've done quite a bit since then. They do different events uh, in places. We're going to have a listing in the magazine, a few upcoming events that they're going to be a part of. Uh, this one is called STOIK. Okay, we're going to play that one. Uh, again, uh, they're in Europe, and we're over here, so I, I'm sure that means something to someone. But uh, that's what's next. Here we go. And that was the song S-T-O-I-K. Again, I'm not from their area, so I don't know what that means. Okay, so we're going to try something else. Hold one second here. Hold one second. Hold one second here. Now, I think this is kind of lively, uh, but it's P-O-R-T-U-L-A-K. Is it Portulock? Could that be right? I don't know. Uh, now, these are all done by using vegetables and hollowing out things and, and uh, touching them or using the rib part of a, you know whatever vegetable it is. Uh, So these are all done by using uh, vegetables, various vegetables in a a garden. So uh, here's the vegetable orchestra, and they'll be uh, playing the P-O-R-T-U-L-A-K. Portulock? I don't know. Wasn't that awesome? That was awesome fun. So, bottom line, we're going to go ahead and have to say adios, au revoir, au virezin to you. I'm so glad you're here, and it's been uh, the Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Hueckle, your show host. Have a great Community Garden Day.